Hey everybody, welcome to JPD Weekly. So I have my uh, set torn down because we recently had uh, Timothy Alberino over uh, here to record an interview for an upcoming documentary that we have coming out uh, through Skywatch Films. Um, if all goes to plan, you, you know, you can never really tell exactly how things are going to be scheduled out, but if all things go to plan, this will be my second documentary film. And um, it's kind of about what's going on with um, the whole UFO disclosure movement. Uh, you know, what are aliens biblically, you know, that kind of stuff. So we had Timothy Alberino out uh, to record an interview, which we did that yesterday. Had like a three hour long interview. It was a lot of fun. Uh, and so that's why my set is torn down and this one is put up. So uh, you will have to bear with me for today, but it'll be worth it. So today I wanted to talk about um, a, a little known possibility. Uh, now, those of you who, who follow me, um, you, you know that I'm, I'm a pre-trib rapture guy, uh, pre-millennial, you know, dispensationalist, fundamentalist, you know, all the, all that stuff, all the stuff that you're not supposed to be in Christianity today. I'm, I'm that. Um, but I, I think that I'm actually, uh, I, I'm looking at a possibility that is more pre-trib than even pre-tribbers today. And, and I wanted to talk about that because one thing that we know is that the rapture does not start the last seven years. It doesn't start the tribulation. The rapture is not the sign that, uh, biblically, is not the sign that says, okay, there's seven years left until the return of Jesus. But a lot of people think that, though. And, and I believe that when this happens, when the rapture happens, the people that are, are left are going to be thinking that. Well, you know, the little bit that they know, they're, they're going to say, well, I remember grandma talking about a, uh, you know, a seven-year tribulation, and, you know, this has got to be it. Um, and most most people who subscribe to uh, the pre-trib rapture, seven-year tribulation, all that, most people figure that the tribulation starts pretty soon after the rapture, like m maybe a couple of months, a few months, a year at most. Um, but the more I'm looking at it, I think there actually could be possibly decades. And, and a lot of people, uh, you know, I, I, I haven't heard too many people talk about this. Some people... Um, I have heard say, well, I, I don't think it could be decades because what would be the point? You know, why, why have that long? And I think part of it is because, well, for one thing, we get extra time with Jesus. So, you know, that that's good. But, but part of it is at some point, we believers get our rewards, uh, you know, like, like that's mentioned in Corinthians. Uh, our works are, you know, burnt up if they're for ourselves or there's, uh, you know, the wood, hay, stubble thing, precious stones if they're for Jesus. So we, we get our rewards and we, we see in Revelation, right when John is caught up, like right when John is is caught up in Revelation 4 um, and, and after he describes some of the stuff he's seeing, he, he describes what are called 24 elders. When you look at the description of the 24 elders, what they're wearing, crowns, white raiment, you know, the, the song that they sing, uh, all of this stuff, I believe that that represents the rapture church. Because when you compare the, the descriptions of the 24 elders with um, the descriptions of the rewards uh, that are talked about in Revelation 2 and 3, they line up perfectly. All right. So John first gets caught up. What, what is the thing that starts the rapture? Or, or the tribulation, excuse me. What is the thing that starts the tribulation? 
it's the breaking of the first seal. It's it's the it's the Antichrist, the signing of the covenant, the the, the confirming of the covenant with many uh, talked about in Daniel. That actually starts the seven year tribulation. So how much time is there between the rapture and the confirmation of the covenant? Well. And when do we get our rewards? Because a lot of people teach that we get our rewards during the seven-year tribulation while while that's going on on earth. We're in heaven getting our rewards. But we don't actually see that in Revelation. We see Jesus breaking seals. So Jesus isn't spending time individually one-on-one with us believers during the tribulation. Uh, it, It seems like that's already done. And that's why I brought up the elders, because the elders already have their rewards before the tribulation even starts, right? So, how much time is there between the rapture and the beginning of the tribulation? If if the elders already got their rewards, if uh, and, and what's also interesting is one of the el- elders uh, tells John, you know, st- stop weeping um, uh for one has has come and conquered. So the conquering is is already done. It's it's finished. Well, when is Jesus conquer? Well, for one thing, what is he conquering? Um, he's conquering death for sure. Uh, now that that for Jesus himself was done at the resurrection. But remember, others were resurrected with him, and that was the first fruits of the dead. So when is that finished? When is that conquering of death actually finished? And I would say it's at the, the 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 rapture resurrection event for believers, for those who put their faith in Jesus. At that point, and after we get our rewards, we are reinstated, we're reconciled to God in, in heaven, we can be with him and with Jesus. At that point, I think that's when uh someone could say Jesus has conquered. It's it's done. The church age is finally over. The church age is over. Because again, when does when does the church age end? The church age ends um, not at the rapture, but at the beginning of the tribulation. I believe that the very last part of the church age is us receiving our rewards. That would have to be in the church age. That's not going to be in the Israel age. Because at, at the beginning of the tribulation, uh, that's seven years, at that moment, at, at, the, at the moment that the church age ends, right, right at the signing of the covenant near the the confirming of the covenant right right at the breaking of the first seal that's when the last week of daniel um starts the final week of israel you know there's two different plans here there's a plan for the church and a plan for israel and um so that's when god's focus has shifted back onto israel right so the church age doesn't end with the rapture the church age, uh, I believe, ends when the last believer has has received his reward and we're reconciled to God. Um, that's why the elders already have their rewards when John is caught up and, and he sees them and, and when Jesus uh, comes to take the scroll. Jesus comes to take the scroll. He's not giving believers rewards then because now his focus is back on Israel. Now he's starting the process of his return, which takes seven years. Um now he's he's starting the whole day of the Lord stuff. Uh, so church age is over. Israel has one final week, you know, one one final week of Daniel, one one last seven years uh, to 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 deal with, and so that would have to mean that Jesus has already given believers their rewards. Is a couple of months enough time to do that? You know, if we're raptured and then a couple months later. Uh, the tribulation starts. Is that enough time to do that? Is that enough time to give every believer their rewards? Maybe. I mean, it's possible 
that we all get our rewards at the same time? I don't think so, because when you read the, the couple of texts about that, it doesn't seem to be that. It seems like we each get an individual time with the Lord, you know, one-on-one -on -one time with, with the Lord. He goes through our lives. So how long would that take? Um, would a year be enough time to get through all Christians for the past 2,000 years? I don't know. I, I, I don't think so. Uh, part, part of it, too, is we know when the, when the rapture happens, we're caught up to meet them in the air. So it's not that we're caught up to heaven. It's, it's pe people in heaven. They get raptured, too. They, they actually kind of like come down to whatever the air is. Um, I, I don't know exactly what the air is, but I don't think it's like the Earth's atmosphere. We're not going to be hovering up there in the clouds. But I think that's a, an idiom or a euphemism for, uh, for, for something else. And, and it might actually be um, uh, the, the bridal chamber, the, the, the consummation. If you use the um, analogy of the ancient Jewish wedding, and Jesus used this. Uh, if, you, if a really good movie on this is uh, Before the Wrath, but there's really good books too. Uh, actually, um, Maranatha, Our Lord Come by Renald Showers is a great, great book that that uh, has has documented this uh, years ago, and uh, that that can really help explain it. But um, but basically, there comes a point uh, where you know, we're, we're in this kind of marriage ceremony with Jesus. And right now we're in the betrothal kind of period where, uh, the, the, the groom goes to, uh, make, make an addition to his father's house for his bride. And that was an actual custom that they, that they did in Israel in Jewish weddings. And at some point the groom comes back for his bride at a time that she doesn't know, and then takes her home. So that's what we're waiting for. That's what the rapture is. It's a picture of the rapture. So we're waiting for that. Um, but then the marriage is consummated. And that I believe is when we get our rewards and we have our one-on-one -on -one time with Jesus and go through, go through our whole lives. Uh, now I don't, I don't think that that happens in heaven. Not exactly. You know, I, I think that there is, it's either, it's either like, um, it's either a section of heaven or, or it's a private area that, that angels aren't allowed, that nobody except Jesus and us are allowed. And why do I say that? Because in, in Revelation, when John is, why is John weeping? He's weeping because nobody can find Jesus. You know, they, it says that they search, uh, the, the, the earth and, uh, in the earth, above the earth and below the earth. Basically, they're looking everywhere, but there's one place where they can't look because they're not they're not allowed to enter, and that's that bridal chamber. Because in the ancient Jewish wedding, the only people that were allowed in the bridal chamber were the bride and the groom, obviously. Uh, so it's it, whatever the air is that we're caught up to meet the Lord in the air and will forever be with Him. Um, and th those who are uh, you know dead in Christ, they they get raised first, but they 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 go to the the air too, and we we go. Th those are all church age believers. Uh, for the past 2000 years, wherever that is, I mean, it, it's some part of heaven or it's some just set aside place. I, I don't know exactly, but it's not heaven, like in the way that we think of it, but wherever that is, that's where we meet to receive our rewards. And I don't think just a couple of months would be enough time. Now, now some might say, well, um, time operates different in heaven. Don't you know that? 
I actually don't know that. I don't think that it does. Uh, because there is a principle, and you see it all over in Revelation, but there is a principle that time operates the same in heaven that it does earth, at least at least the parts of it that have anything to do with us. Now, there might be multiple dimensions of time, but if there are, they're irrelevant. Uh, I actually believe that there are, but they're irrelevant to, to this kind of thing, because um, when you read through Revelation, there are many scenes where the angels are doing temple duties, heavenly temple duties. Well, there there is an ancient um, belief or, or an a- ancient custom. You can find this in the Bible, but uh, there was an ancient belief that the reason it was so important for the priests to uh, do their 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 earthly temple duties on exact days and in exact ways. The reason that was so important is because there was this belief that angels were doing that in the heavenly temple as well on the same the same days, and and, and somehow those those rituals converged into uh, uh, some some type of thing that, that paralleled each other. So they had to be done on on the right days. Well, when you read through Revelation, there's a bunch of places where angels are doing heaven, heavenly temple duties, right? So time must operate the same for it to correlate with with Earth time, and and for that to even be possible. So, uh, also, there's several things, um, you know, there, Revelation talks about silence for half an hour in heaven, but John is using half an hour, you know, so that's earth time, but he's just, he's using that to describe something in heaven. And I don't think that's just an allegory. You know, I don't think that's just, well, that was just the only way he could understand it. I, I don't, I don't think it's that. I think it just, it was a half an hour, even in the eternal state, um, after everything is restored, we read that, uh, the tree of life produces fruit every month. So somehow there's, there's no, there's no need of the sun anymore. Uh, we, we, we have Jesus and the father and the Holy spirit, you know, and, and that's lighting everything. And somehow there's still months. Um, so there, there's, there's still time. The way that I look at it, because if people get hung up on the multiple dimensions of time thing, the way I look at it is like, if I wanted to paint this wall here, I don't need to know the volume of the whole room. All I need to know are the dimensions of that one wall, uh, if that's all I'm going to paint, if that's what I'm focused on. Now, that does not mean that there's more dimensions to the room. You know, there there are a lot more, but it's just not relevant. It's not relevant to uh, the, the purpose that I have in mind. So there probably are multiple dimensions of time, but they're not relevant when it comes to you know, prophecy or anything that's happening between heaven and earth. They're just, and us, they're just not relevant. So I, I believe that because of that, time does, at least in the things that have to do with us, time does operate the same. So if it operates the same, I don't, and if we do get one-on-one time with Jesus, I don't think that a year or a couple of years or a few months would be enough time to do that. And I don't think that heaven is just so like, just so spiritual and allegorical and so unknowable that that it, it, that could happen somehow and it doesn't have to make sense. You know, I, I just, I don't see that described in the Bible. Allegorists do that kind of stuff. But I just, I don't see it. So uh, I think the way to solve this, um, and, and also part of it too, and I, I, you, you, if you guys are into prof, uh, Bible prophecy like I am, you you might have wondered this. The rapture can happen at any time, but there are a lot of other unfulfilled prophecies. Uh, and I'm not only talking about the tribulation stuff. There's a lot more other things. Um, there's a lot of stuff having to do with Israel. There's a lot of wars. There's Gog, Magog. There's... Um, 
there's there's a lot of things that if you take all of them and try to cram them into a seven year period of time, it, it starts to become unrealistic. It's like how how could that all be possible in that amount of time? Because you start getting things that conflict. At the Gog Magog War, for example, you you start you start getting things where um, people will put that at the end of the millennium because for one thing it does say Gog and Magog it, 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 you know at the end of Revelation and when it describes the final final battle at the end of the millennial reign uh, but they'll put it there but but if you have Gog and Magog there then you have radioactive things like burning for seven years or something like that in the eternal state. So that's a problem. Now we might have that in uh, the millennial reign. You could have that because there's, um, there's a description of uh, Babylon or something like burning for, for forever, for a long time. And, and uh, that, that, that would be happening through the millennium. So you could have stuff like that. But when you take all of these unfulfilled prophecies and you try to just cram them into that seven-year period, it's it just starts to get really hard to imagine. It doesn't mean it's impossible. Maybe it all does happen in that seven years. It very well could. But it, it gets it gets hard to, to really try to tie everything together. But what if there's a rapture and there's 40 or 50 years before the start of the tribulation? You know what? What if what if we have that instead? You know, Ch uh, Clarence Larkin actually proposed this idea. He was one of the most influential dispensationalist writers of the 20th century, and he said that it's possible that decades could pass between the rapture and the beginning of the tribulation. Here's a direct quote from him. He wrote, "Quote: So if we could fix the exact date when this century will close and count back seven years, the rapture might occur five, ten, or even 25 years before that, so as to give time for the rebuilding of Babylon and other events that are to occur before." Before the tribulation can begin. Otherwise, the rapture would not be a surprise. I want to make mention real quick. Surprise doesn't mean secret. Uh, anytime you hear secret rapture, then uh, you know you have somebody who is mocking the pre-trib rapture. And in my opinion, doesn't take it seriously. Just doesn't take the, the topic of the rapture seriously at all. I, I, I think, in my personal opinion, I don't see how post-trib could work uh, biblically. But I'm not going to mock it, and I'm not going to disparage people who believe in it. There, there was a long period of time where I believed in it, too. There was a couple of years uh, where I was a post-trib guy. Um, but the the idea of the pre-trib rapture is so hated that you, you can tell who actually takes this topic seriously by how they treat the views that they disagree with. Um, I... I totally disagree with post-trib, but I'm not going to mock people who believe in it. I think that's just immature and silly. And unfortunately, I see a lot of really smart people do this. A lot of brilliant people who are are just, just totally amazing in, in every other way, but say they're post-trib or something. And then for some reason, for some reason, this inspires this spiteful, kind of prideful, haughty attitude where they start throwing out terms like, oh, you just believe in a secret rapture. You know, I just don't see a secret rapture. Like, What's secret about it? I've never understood that, but they love that term. I've never understood that. Uh, but but what we do believe in is that the rapture is imminent. It's We don't know when it's going to happen. 
Uh, we don't know when. Nothing has to happen before the rapture. So there's no prophecy that must happen before the rapture could happen. That, that's what it means by imminent. And, you know, we believe in imminence because all over in the Bible, it, it, it makes it clear that the Lord could return at any time. Well, how, how could he return, return at any time if it's a post-trib view? Uh, you know, he, he he can't return today in a post-trib view because you have seven years of the tribulation to go through first. So for those reasons and a lot more, um, that's why I'm pre-trib. But the more that I'm thinking about this like pre-pre-trib thing where it's it's possibly even decades earlier, the more it's seeming like it's possible. And think about this. Imagine the deception Let's say a rapture happens. The world's freaking out. You know, a, a lot of people probably would get saved right then and there uh, just because they have family members who have talked about it and they didn't really believe it. You know, they, they didn't believe their family members, but now their family members have disappeared. So pro probably quite a few people are going to get saved. But imagine what they're going to think. This is it. This is the beginning of the tribulation. We have seven years of hell on earth now. Well, what if seven years go by and there's no return of Jesus? There's no Antichrist. There's no no incidents at all. I mean, it's it's kind of just cleanup after the the great disappearance or whatever they'll call it. They probably won't call it the rapture, but uh, whatever they end up calling it. Seven years go by, nothing. Eight years goes by. Well, now now they're definitely in the clear. You know, they breathe a sigh of relief. Ten years, twenty years go by. Thirty. And all of a sudden, a new generation is brought up who were born post-rapture, post-great disappearance. They're brought up in this world, so they have no real concept of how horrifying of a time that was when everybody just disappeared one day. To them, it's just a story that they that they hear about and uh, from their parents. And then they start hearing about these silly people who thought it was a rapture, but clearly it wasn't because it's 30 years later and there's... Uh, no Antichrist, no second return of Jesus, uh, no, none of that. Imagine them saying peace and safety at that point. W imagine them relying on themselves at that point because they had to rebuild the world. They're relying on themselves. Jesus never came back. They're, they're, they're just, they, they take care of themselves. And you have a whole new generation of people that are born into a super type of materialism, uh, a super type of, um, it's all about us. Uh, kind of thing. And and imagine uh, how unrepentant those people would be when the, when the signs actually start, when the, the covenant is confirmed, you know, when, when the tribulation actually does start. They will have had their whole lives denying that this is, has anything to do with the tribulation. It would seem silly and foolish to, to, to them to, to think that this was the tribulation because the world had already gone through that. That's superstitious. That, that is not the tribulation. Um, imagine the deception. And the more that I'm thinking of that and reading how unrepentant the people of the world are in, in the book of Revelation, it begins to make more sense if there's a long period of time between the rapture and the beginning of the tribulation. It, it puts so many things into perspective. Um, one thing, too, that I want to mention, and I'm wondering if I want to do this in members only or if I want to do it now. Um, 
Now let's do it in members only. Um, I, I, I do want to talk about the, the seven letters, the seven churches, and this idea that these churches are different church ages. Uh, and, and some people think that. A lot of people say that we're the church of Laodicea. I actually don't think so. I think we're Philadelphia, and I'm going to tell you why. Now, now not we as the American church, you know. Uh, I think Laodicea is beginning with us, but j- just, just really quick, think of Christianity in the world that are being martyred and, and they hold on to their faith. I don't see Laodicea in that. Christians in the Middle East or Christians in China who who have underground churches and they risk their lives to to learn about and serve Jesus. I, that doesn't seem like Laodicea to us. If, if we get rid of our American you know, perspective and look at more worldwide or especially in the Middle East. I think we're Philadelphia. And if we are, we, we are, we are the church like mini age that's going to see the rapture. And it, it talks all about it. It puts it into perspective. I want to talk about that. We're, we're, I'm going to get all into it in members only. So we'll do that. Head on over to dailyrenegade.com and get a membership uh, right now. You can get a free trial, but get a membership. Um, and you can see the rest of this video. Also, while you're at Daily Renegade, if you're not a member yet, go to the homepage and you'll see some free stuff. There's, there's, there's free episodes of Sharpening Report and there's, there's free stuff right on the homepage that you don't even have to sign in to get. Uh, and check those out, especially the one about uh, a cornerstone asset metals, because we, we need to be able to protect our assets and uh, the economy is absolutely tanking. I mean, we, we all see that. Gas prices are going up. Lumber prices, piece of wood is like gold now, but but it, it's getting more and more expensive and it's going to hit more areas of the market. More markets are going to be affected by this. The whole economy is affected by this. Uh, so what we want to do is be able to protect our assets. You can do that through Cornerstone Assets. It, it's basically, you, you roll over your, your IRA or 401k uh, into silver. And what's great about silver is it holds its value. So this is not a get rich quick kind of thing. What it is, is you you, you invest in silver. They, they take care of you. They explain it. They hold on to it. That, that episode of Sharpening Report that's right on the homepage will explain everything to you. It's really easy. I don't know anything about this stuff, and it was really easy for me to do. Um, I have some of this. But what, what makes this company amazing is they're Christians. They are Christians first. They do this as a ministry effort. And we, we as Christians are always saying, like, we want to build our own stuff. We want to have our own thing. We don't want to have to rely on the world. You know, we don't have to want to have to rely on, the, like, the banking system or, like, the satanic beast banking system. We don't want to have to rely on all, all this stuff. Uh, we want our own thing. Well, Cornerstone has done that, at least in this area. So we have our own thing. We have our own type of like banking system, you know, and all it is, it's super simple. Uh, you just invest, you just invest, you just, you don't lose money. You don't gain money. You, you take the money that you have and you put it in silver and silver holds its value uh, over long periods of time, no matter what's going on with the economy. So your, your, the value of your assets, your money stays steady while the economy goes down and down and down and down. So in in a tanking economy, you'll your 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 assets will be worth more technically in a tanking economy, but really really what's happening is the economy is going down and your assets are being maintained as they are. So that's what we want to do. Uh it's really really important. I believe every Christian should be doing this even if you don't have much assets, but uh you want to you want to save some for you or for your kids or your family or um you know whatever. Uh, Cornerstone is the only company that I trust to do this. I know I know them personally. They're personal friends of mine. Uh, actually, Mike Stibbs, who works with us here at Daily Renegade, uh, he works at Cornerstone too. 
And, you know, Mike's a great guy. I've been good friends with him for a long time now. And um, he, he's even handled some of my own financial stuff. He, he is uh, really bright, really smart, extremely trustworthy. And um, so uh, it, it's a wonderful company. The guy that runs it, Terry Sock, I'm good friends with him too. So uh, I, I definitely trust them. But but pray and ask God, you know, before making any big decisions. And and go and ask, you, you can request more information from Cornerstone. They'll they'll talk with you one on one and and let you know you know exactly how it works, what's involved. You, you don't have to know you don't have to know anything. If, if I like, I'm I'm not an economist. I, I don't know much about this kind of stuff. But um, but. I, I have silver and it's it's just been easy and, and so it's 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 a good thing for us to do as Christians and um, especially with the way the economy is going this can help protect our assets so you can leave things over for you know again your kids or or whatever so uh, look into that uh, there's also another episode that I believe is up there now. Uh, if not, it's premiering soon, but it is at dailyrenegade.com. Uh, another episode I did with uh, Dr. Ken Johnson about the Dead Sea Scroll calendar. And we actually have print versions of that now. Um, I can show you. Uh, we have a, a print version of the ancient Dead Sea Scroll. I want to make sure you can see that calendar. And uh, this is really cool because like, when you open it up, you know, it starts in March because that's where the Essene calendar, the Dead Sea Scroll calendar starts. But on the bottom part, you get the normal Gregorian, you know, our normal calendar, St. Patrick's Day, you know, all that stuff. But then on the top, on the top is where you get the actual Dead Sea uh, ver uh, calendar. So you, you get both. It's two calendars in one, but you actually get to see on all of our days what feast days those fall into. And uh, so it's a really, really handy tool. You can hang it up on your wall. It's a beautiful calendar. If you like this one, this is the square version. Um, but you can click on the link in the description below or just go to dailyrenegade.com. You can see uh, a, a picture of it there. Um, but this helps support not only this ministry, but also Dr. Ken Johnson's ministry, biblefacts.org. So it helps support both of us. We, uh, he and I split the profits. So, um, but I, I think that that's really cool. You can check out that episode and find out what that's all about. So there's lots of free stuff, but, uh, if you want the rest of this episode, uh, go to dailyrenegade.com. If you don't know if you want to financially support us, you can get a trial version and that's totally fine. And you can watch the rest of this video and, uh, yeah, I guess that's it. So we will see you over there. Everybody, um, if you are already a member, hang on the line. we got a lot more to talk about. Everybody else, thank you so much. Until next time, take care and God bless.